Last week on Let's Talk Supply Chain, we had two great episodes. In episode 289, we learned more about EFW and how they're changing the game for their clients in last mile delivery and in logistics. We also had episode three of our fantastic mini-series with Sifted. I was joined for the second time on the show by Caleb Nelson, and this time we explored Sifted's parcel audit solution for shippers. We talked all about how it can identify and recover much-needed lost revenue, how the boom in e-commerce has impacted shippers, and the power of strategic automation. They were both really, really great episodes. We have a whole mini so far that has been a real blast, and I hope you have been enjoying all of it. But remember, if you missed any of these, you can catch up over on letstalksupplychain.com, on our YouTube channel, or anywhere else that you subscribe to the show. The EFW episode was episode 289, and the Sifted miniseries is episode 286, 288, and 290. Let's Talk Supply Chain is not your average supply chain podcast. We feature not just the top of the industry, but also diverse voices from within the community, new innovations, and the disruptors making waves in the industry. Don't listen to the same old, same old. Be sparked by new ideas and fresh perspectives only on Let's Talk Supply Chain. And now a word from our sponsor. It's time to take control over your supply chain with Cavallo. Cavallo is a distribution management solutions provider founded by an experienced distributor who spent two decades perfecting and optimizing Cavallo's high-powered user-friendly software. Cavallo offers the ability to have complete control of your process with automated workflows that offer business rules and alert logic that will streamline your distribution operations. Leverage Cavallo's state-of-the-art business intelligent platform that provides real-time intelligence of your customers' orders, alerting you if they are out of compliance or even better, bringing awareness to areas in your business that are driving exceptional value. With a data-driven approach to supply chain management, Cavallo enables a network of cloud, on-prem, and integrated solutions that offer a path to excellence no matter where you are in your technical journey. For more information on how to accelerate growth with Cavallo's business intelligent platform and its game-changing distribution management software, visit Cavallo, C-A-V-A-L-L-O.com today. Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. Today I'm joined by a financial services technology brand who are on a mission to reinvent global commerce. Despite supply chain disruption, it's a big mission, but do you have any idea who it is? Well, I'll reveal it after the poll of the week. Now the question we asked you, is it too early to get a pumpkin spice latte? 35% we were tied. 35% of you said way too early. 35% of you said never had one. And 29% of you said need one ASAP. Michael came back and said for pumpkin spice latte, it's fine to get early, but Costco, Walmart, etc. already setting up Christmas displays and items. It is very, very, very sad. Shelly, pumpkin spice can be polarizing, love or hate. We've also got Heather. I just cannot even bring myself to try it. And Audria says she's never had one before either. 
Uh, Sam says, I'm probably the only person who doesn't like these. I'm a brat about coffee. Mary said, I had one yesterday, so clearly I think it is fine. Davis says, fall has officially arrived for me when pumpkin spice lattes come out. All right. Well, we've got the world divided on this question. Thank you to everybody who answered our poll of the week. And we ask you a question every single Wednesday morning over on the Let's Talk Supply Chain LinkedIn. And we always love to hear from you. Now back to today's podcast and which forward-thinking global fintech is joining me? Well, it's Modify. Modify is a one-stop platform for business payments and trade management founded with the aim to make trade seamless and transparent for businesses around the globe. Designed to challenge the status quo, Modify allows exporters and importers alike to gain full control of their cross-border trade. Today, Nelson, CEO and co-founder of Modify, joins me to chat all about the company, what they do, pushing boundaries in the world of finance, how flexible payment terms can help businesses scale quickly, and why it's so important to bring simplicity and control to global trade. Before we dive in, let's find out a little bit more about Nelson. Nelson is currently the CEO and co-founder of Modify, and he is a lawyer with over 20 years of professional experience in top international firms, startups, and high-growth companies. As a founder and former CEO of BillPay, Nelson guided the company to over 3 billion euro in factoring payments, which he later sold to Klarna, the biggest fintech company in Europe. So welcome to the show, Nelson. Yeah, thank you so much, Sarah, for having me. It's fantastic format. I'm very much looking forward to it. I am so excited to have you here today. I mean, you have a fascinating entrepreneurial background and your mission with Modify is really unique and just brings a much needed mindset to the industry. Talking about collaboration, visibility, empowerment, and ease in the complex world of global trade and finance is definitely rare to say the least. So I'm looking forward to finding out more and let's just get let's just get into the conversation, right? I think there's so sure. much that we can talk about today. So let's kick it mm -hmm. off with your founder journey because you're actually a lawyer, but you're also an entrepreneur and Modify isn't the first company you founded. I mean, the last company you founded, you sold to Klarna. So I'm really intrigued by you as a person and to understand how those two worlds sort of come together. Yeah, yeah, indeed. My journey is a bit of a special one, I would say, but it makes sense when you look back and go back to the beginning. Um, so my dad actually was a sea captain and a pilot on these large container ships. So, so wow. shipping is deep in my DNA. Yes. Um, nonetheless, I started my career as a lawyer as far away from shipping as I could uh, <laughs> probably back then and uh, practiced also for a few years uh, corporate law and had lots of private equity customers or clients, as we called them back then. Um, and then I graduated, so to say, from lawyering to business by joining one of these large private equity funds, a US-based fund called Service Capital Management. Mm -hmm. And this fund was uh, really specialized on, on banking and financial services. So um, that was really my first exposure to the business world of banking. And I saw firsthand how difficult that is. And then in the financial crisis in 2007 and eight. Um, it was a bit boring because there were no more new deals to be done, right? As an investment professional, right. I do new deals. Um, <laughs> so I took a break and then I started my first fintech company, BillPay, which 
was back then the leading provider for buy now, pay later services in the German-speaking part of Europe. And indeed, we sold it to Plana in 2017. Amazing. And those are really important services, especially right now. I was just having a conversation with somebody that was looking for those kinds of services. So I think uh, you and I might need to connect after this. And so how (laughs) did you come to co-found Modify? What were you seeing in the world of corporate finance, trade and supply chain that inspired you to think, I can do this better? Yeah, yeah. I think after the sale of my first business, we wanted to take it uh, and to the next level, take all the learnings, right? We also did quite some mistakes uh, in the first venture um, and build something much, much bigger and, and even more exciting. And mm. as founders, we were very intrigued by very large markets with almost unlimited growth potential. And when I look at global commerce and business payments, these are massive markets, probably the largest markets I've ever worked in. We talk about some $20 trillion global commerce per, per annum yes. and some $35 trillion dollar market for international business payments. So it's it's massive. And um, when you look at how clunky and complicated global commerce and cross-border payments still are, and banking is per se, um, we really thought, you know, we can actually do this, right? We can actually make it uh, make a change for the better and um, use technology to really provide better solutions, faster solutions, much more convenient solutions. And we all know as, as uh, consumers how great technology um, is, is, is helping us in our day-to-day business or, or yeah. life. I think in a business sense, it's a bit different, right? It's a bit more, you know, global commerce feels a bit like e-commerce from 20 years ago, I would say. <laughs> that was very, very, very true. Um, so what is it that Modify does then? How do you help your customers? I'm so intrigued. I really want to know more. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should decode Modify first, right? So, so Modify stands for Modern Digital Finance. And what we are doing is we're empowering global commerce with digital business payments and trade management services. So with Modify, sellers or suppliers, uh, whatever you want to call them, they get paid instantly and buyers can pay their invoices later. So it's really huh. also a buy now, pay later solution if you want to call it that way. And, and what does that mean and why is this important? I think the beauty of our problem we are tackling is that it's, it's hundreds of years old, right? So sellers and yes. buyers are always negotiating about when sellers get paid and sellers want to get paid as soon as possible. Buyers want to pay as late as possible, yeah. right? They want to receive the shipments to sell on the goods and then only pay the suppliers. So what we also see is um, bigger buyers typically um, have so much bargaining power that they say, look, I will place the order only when I get payment terms, 30 to 180 right. days or, or sometimes even longer. So net 30, net 90, net 120, as you call it in the US. And that is really causing a huge problem for many suppliers because they have to wait for their money. They had all the expenses. Mm-hmm. They had to pay their staff, the raw material manufacturing, the shipment, yeah. and then they still have to wait for a couple of months to get paid. So that is a big problem. And we are solving it with a, I think, very neat digital solution. Well, and traditionally, that's all been done with, you know, letters of credit, right? Or original bills mm-hmm. of lading and things like that. Mm-hmm. And even when I was in the logistics side of the business, you know, not even 10 years ago, I sort of, I was, I looked at it and I was like, what are we doing? This is so archaic. <laughs> like, you're yes. actually shipping a piece of paper across the ocean to be able to hand it to a logistics provider. But first, wait, no, you have to sign the back of it. (laughs) Because if you don't sign the (laughs) back of it, it's not transferable. 
Yeah, so people the, don't believe it if they haven't worked it, right? It's, that's it's, right. It's absolutely crazy, right? <laughs> it's absolutely crazy, you know. Like I get this original bill waiting. It's not signed. I got to send it back. Get it signed, you know. Then I send a message overseas, and they let the shipper know, and then it can be released. Like it's honestly yeah. like this was really only up to six years ago, and I think sometimes it's still being used. And so let's talk a little bit more about that, right? So modify works for <laughs> both exporters and importers. So let's take a look from each of their perspectives. Let's start with mm -hmm. the buyers. Now, when I was doing my research for the show, I was amazed at the way you're mitigating risk for them. Fixed exchange rates up to 120 day payment turns. And that's amazing. So talk us through exactly how Modify works for them and the benefits. Yeah. So I think the service you just mentioned, I think that's what we call um, a buyer finance, right? And that really is geared towards importers or buyers who order goods from larger suppliers or larger sellers. Yeah. Um, that could be, for example, an Amazon marketplace buyer who wants to order 10,000 e-scooters. Uh, and, and then he probably has to turn to one of the four big suppliers in China. And if he convinces them to, or one of them to, to accept the order, they will for sure insist on, uh, on a you know, upfront payment. Mm -hmm. And that is a, a real problem, again, also for that, that buyer because he has to pay upfront a couple of hundred thousands mm -hmm. or even millions of, of dollars to China and has to wait for the goods to arrive so that they can sell them on, right? So, mm -hmm. so that is creating obviously a real cash flow issue for the buyers. And what we offer then for these buyers that they simply upload the invoice and select of how much time they, they need to pay us back uh, okay. up to 120 days. And we pay on behalf of that particular buyer, the Chinese supplier in that, uh, in that example, for example. So, that was basically it's a, it's a payment which goes out immediately and then supplier can ship the goods, the buyer can receive the goods and still has three, four months or so uh, to, to receive them, to sell them on. And then hopefully with the proceeds can also pay us back. So I think that's, I think, the core value proposition of that. And it's a it's a win-win, right? So the buyer basically can buy the goods and pay for them later. And very often they even get a discount for paying early. So they can grow their business and they can grow their margins at the same time. So I think it's a, it's a very neat solution. Yeah, and I've got a couple of questions there because first is obviously all of the money sort of tied up in the product if they're doing it the traditional way, at least with mm -hmm. you, because there was always sort of that transition period, right? The shipper is... Um, you know, they, they are responsible for a certain part of the journey as well as the product. And then the buyer is, and there's, there's this time when it's on the water or in the air, right? Where mm -hmm. all of this money is sort of all, um, cooped up in this product and yeah. nobody's making money off of it. And it was such exactly. a hard thing to really tackle. And so it sounds like you guys have really found a way to make it work for both sides. And we'll get to the seller side in a minute. But one of the mm -hmm. questions that I have for you is the risk that you're taking on. And so I like as a freight forwarder background, I know for us that we were used as a bank, right? We would pay the mm -hmm. ocean freight charges um, to the steamship line so that the container could get released. But then we weren't getting paid for 30, 60, 90 days. And so we were mm -hmm. kind of acting as that bank. And that was yeah. really, really difficult. So what about the risk for Modify? How do you mitigate that risk? Yeah, I think... Uh, what you say is exactly right. So ultimately, uh, in this product, we, we have a counterpart, the buyer, who has to pay us back, right? I think it's always a buyer, regardless of how you play yeah. it, whether we, we serve the seller or the buyer. 
Um, so I think it's always in terms of credit risk is always um, really the buyer who is who is most important for us. And so we obviously do um, underwrite every single buyer we, we support with that product. Um, mm-hmm. I think the interesting way of looking at credit, so to say, or credit risk in, in this uh, field is that it's always tied to a specific transaction. So it's not a, you know, a blank check, a blank line of credit, which you can, you know, draw and spend for whatever you feel like for marketing for staff or a new office what have you it's always linked to a specific transaction Mm. i think that's that's pretty important um and uh, and then we obviously can also look at very interesting data sources understand have these parties already traded before um have they have they behaved have they delivered good quality um will there be any any issues probably expected from quality deficiencies or you know not the right number of e-scooters shipped or so so i think we try to mitigate a lot with with alternative data and it's all short term and it's always 30 60 90 days on average we have roughly 60 days outstanding so for us the decision is more will that will that buyer be able to pay us a hundred thousand dollars back in 60 days and not five million in five years time and that makes a huge difference on how you can assess risk Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing that. That was just, you know, a question that I know probably some of the audience is sitting there thinking, well, what about your risk? But let's talk about (laughs) the seller's side, right? So Modify Mm -hmm. assumes full buyer payment and collection risk, which is amazing. And that means that sellers can get paid instantly. So talk us through how that all works for sellers and what is the impact of being able to optimize cash flow like that, that, that traditionally they haven't been able to optimize before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed. So, so we help exporters in around, I think 14 markets uh, across Asia, Middle East, Europe, and North America. So this is actually our core business. So the buyer finance was a starting point, but I think the bigger business now is really helping exporters um, with, with these problems. And we call that product seller finance. Okay. And uh, as mentioned before, very often these exporters have to grant up to 120 days payment terms for their bigger customers to secure the mm-hmm. order. So we provide these exporters with fast and secure liquidity. So they upload their invoice on our platform. We pay them 80 to 90% of the invoice value within 24 hours. So they get cash more or less immediately within days versus weeks or months from traditional banks. And once Modify collects then the payment from the buyer, let's say Walmart, for example, right? The seller would get the remaining 10 or 20%, whatever was kind of outstanding in the beginning. So this is really, I think, a very classical, you know, factoring solution when you think yeah. about it from a financial services point of view. But it's delivered in a very, um, yeah, very digital, very neat and smooth way. And it's um, very easy to set up. It's, it's really a pay-as-you-go solution. Like we all love it as a consumer, right? Nobody wants to mm-hmm. pay like, you know, for, 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 for everything in one go or being tied up right. to long, long, long contracts. It's really all invoice by invoice. The exporter decides what to do um, and when to use us. And, and without basically um, that, that providing that cash, obviously on top comes the risk protection part. Right? We assume the risk of ultimately the risk of the bankruptcy of the buyer. Right? Will that buyer be still around in three months yeah. time when the payment is due? So we take this over because we have better resources on assessing risk. Um, and this is, I think, a, a more and more important feature of that product in, in yes. you know, in recession scenarios, mm-hmm. scenarios of higher interest rates, lockdowns, and, and you know, all the stuff we have seen in the last uh, two years or so, where even established businesses, retailers, and brands struggle as buyers, and and so would basically their sellers struggle if they wouldn't get paid. So we empower 
export customers to trade with confidence really. Yeah, and you take a really critical component that needs to be done but doesn't always get done by vetting those buyers for them because sometimes they just don't have the department or the people uh, to be able yeah. to do that. And you say yourself that not every business can match their creditworthiness or payment requires the same way that a decade-old company can, which is what we're talking about, right? So I love how this all really helps to level the playing field. Why is it so important to empower small and medium size businesses? Like what impact will that make globally by being able to utilize your solution to really level that playing field? Yeah. Uh, so when we looked at those markets, I was really stunned to learn that roughly 38% of global commerce is done by small and mid-sized businesses, right? Right. That's, that's a whopping 8 trillion worth of business today. Wow. And, and I think that I was really mind blown, right? And and when you then look at, at, at case studies and, and research, um, I think uh, th there was a common view that the, the, the gap for financing trade was around 1.5 trillion per annum. And wow. this is expected to grow now to two and a half trillion roughly in these current crazy market conditions, right? And it's really mostly the small and mid-sized businesses which need these fast and secure liquidity, especially in developing countries where local economies are often struggling and the banking system yeah. is not that strong. So for us, it's all about also the financial inclusion of those businesses which make a huge difference in the local economies in, in, in many markets. And I feel that every time I visit customers and partners in countries like India or Bangladesh, mm -hmm. they really rely on, on those kind of services to be at their fingertips. So it has a, a huge impact, I think, uh, also in a, in, a, you know, in, a, in a local, global, small world we are living in, right? Everything is interconnected yeah. and typically the smaller guys have a bit of a harder time to play properly on this playing field. Well, and we've kind of seen that over the last couple of years as well, how important small and medium-sized businesses are and how important it is for us to be able to support them so that they can make that impact that you're talking about globally. Um, so then mm -hmm. to support all of this, you also have a shipment tracker so that businesses can have full visibility into their trades and access all of this data in one place. Talk to us about this. So not only are you a financing platform, you're also tracking shipments. Yes, indeed. Yes. So, so the shipment tracker is one of our trade management services, I should say. Um, and I think it all started when, when we started Modify. We were surprised to learn that, that many of our customers really didn't know where the goods were once they left the factory. Right? So, Very true. And then, uh, you know, like the Ever Given was jammed the Suez Canal. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, like COVID came and, and, and congested ports were doing their parts of, you know, like the strained supply chain. So, in all these situations, we felt like, well, you know, if you don't know where the goods are, I mean, like, it's not good for us, right? It's modified because we also the finance was good in transit. So we wanted to know. And then we said, like, if we want to know and we build tools to, to understand where our goods are or the goods of our customers are, mm -hmm. um, why don't we deliver these, 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 these services also um, to, our, to our broader customer base? And I think shipment tracking is only one of these um, services. I think there's mm -hmm. a, a couple of other services which really, I think, are geared towards typically small to mid-sized businesses because they, they, they don't really have these great tools that large corporations have. Um, yeah. And it, it really helps them to, you know, find new customers, have quality checks checked, um, like get their trading smoother, get the customs smoother, understand credit risk and, and, and counterparty risk per se, Foreign exchange currency fluctuations these days, I mean, massive, massive difference, right? When I look at the the the, the US Euro 
uh, uh, foreign exchange fluctuations is crazy, right? It's unheard of yeah. what we have seen. So very often these smaller businesses have not really sophisticated tools. And what we strive to, to do is now that we give them access to a couple of very smart tools on this platform so that they really have one single place to go. And they can finance their trade and get the payments done, but they could also see where the shipment is or where maybe the next customer is waiting around the corner. Well, and that their partner that they're working with is also looking at what they need to be able to do their business and that the two of you can win together by knowing Indeed. where that shipment is, right? I mean, it just keeps yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. and it eliminates some of that communication back and forth, right? Because you know where it is, they know where it is. And so neither of you are having to go back to each other to find out where the shipment is um, when it relates to the financing as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about um, in integration and onboarding, because I mm -hmm. would imagine that in the onboarding process, you're definitely going to have to vet the buyer. I would assume that you're going to have to vet the seller as well. So what does all of this look like for the buyer and the seller? Yeah, I think a great question. And it looks always trivial, but these are very important success factors, I would say. And I think mm -hmm. that technology can really make life a lot easier compared to what people have to go through here with, with traditional players like banks, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so what, what we always have in mind is even the small and mid-sized businesses, when they are like run by very digital owners or, or, or managers in their private life, they are not very often like real super tech heavy, I would say, mm -hmm. right? So we wanted to yeah. make it as, as easy as possible. So actually customers can use the service without any tech integration. They can mm. simply sign up on our website and get access to a customer account. And whatever we need then to you know, process the payments or to onboard the customers per se can be uploaded and should be uploaded on the website. All communication happens digitally, mostly via email, but also in some markets by WhatsApp. India, for example, runs on WhatsApp, it seems. So, yeah. um, so that is, I think, designed to be very lean and, and self-explanatory. Of course, we have account managers who are there to help, right? In case something is not as clear as we would, we, we thought it would be, mm -hmm. but they can actually um, get started without any any tech uh, process. I would say, um, we have customers and partners who can integrate deeper via APIs, web interfaces, and okay. then connect the systems directly, and that obviously allows a more seamless service, a higher level of automation, and even faster processing. Um, so especially when we work with other digital platforms, we, we typically go via APIs and not like, you know, invoice by invoice uploading and, and, and logging in your account. Um, I think another part, the, the onboarding part is actually also pretty important, especially since we are providing mm -hmm. ultimately financial services, right? And we all know how clunky that is when you actually work with traditional banks and the business part is even worse. Um, so our onboarding is also fully digital. It can be done in one day if you have your your, your, your documents together. Um, and, and why is that? I think the, the, the big information um, advantage we have is that we pull lots of the information required for identifying customers, KYC, know your customers, right? Yeah. We can actually pull that in the background and ask the customer just to confirm pre-filled fields on registration data, right. name and address of the business, and so on, right? And everything else can be uploaded, and we do a video ident session to check the ID cards or the passports, whatever the, 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 the customer uh, wants to use. So this actually, when you compare it to the stacks of papers and making signatures and in-person verifications and bank branches, that takes months, right? And we can actually do that with the help of technology in a day. So I think that makes a real big difference. Amazing. And you're keeping it simple. 
and I don't have yes. to fill in all the <laughs> all the blocks because <laughs> I'm thinking indeed, about indeed. you know like an onboarding and I got to go through pages and pages and re-enter information and you're saying exactly. that it's going to come fillable which I really like well done yeah yeah it's it's yeah it's just I think we all know how painful that is if you have to do yes. it over and over again it's like yeah we have, you know who I am right and you know my business yeah. and we have done business and just look it up yourself right look at my website you know, visit the commercial yeah. register, whatever is, is, is applicable. So I think um, tech is just like, you know, so much more convenient if you, you know, apply it to the business world as well. Absolutely. So we know you want to empower small and medium-sized businesses. You work with exporters and importers alike. What does an ideal client look like for you? If I'm sitting in the audience and I'm like, I really, really love this service, who am I? And what am I looking for maybe? What do I look like? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think also something we, we, we thought about a lot and actually like, you know, the four years we've been doing this, things are also changing. I think per se, the platform can cater to the needs of, of very different businesses of all sizes. And we have thousands of importers and exporters actually of all sizes. So from, you know, one, two million revenues mm -hmm. to, you know, billion revenues, right? So it's actually quite, uh, quite a search. But when, you, when I look at the value proposition we bring to the table, I think it is particularly strong for companies which ultimately buy and sell goods or services internationally. So I think the cross-border mm -hmm. complexity, I think we can really help um, to bring it down. Yes. And, mm -hmm. and those businesses who are somehow having not an easy or not at all an access to cross-border payments and working capital. And very often those businesses tend to be in a revenue range between $2 million and maybe $300 million. Okay. And order or invoice values between $25,000 and up to $750,000. Do we have smaller invoices? Yes. Do we have larger invoices? Absolutely. But I think there the value proposition is extremely strong because they are sophisticated enough to actually trade internationally. Mm -hmm. If you're too small, you probably don't trade with, you know, like proper volumes internationally. Yeah. Um, but if you're very, very big, you probably have already your own tools and your own ways of doing it. Or you are so big that you actually create the problems we are solving for, for your counterpart. So I think that's maybe... Uh, the, the company sizes we uh, we are working with mostly. Great, great. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and I know there's a few in, in the audience that uh, are definitely going to be reaching out about this. But now it's time mm -hmm. for the case study. And this is always my favorite question because it helps to bring everything <laughs> we've talked about to life, right? So can you paint us a picture of how you've worked with one of your customers? What was their challenge? And what was the impact or ROI of your solution? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think when, when I when I look at all the, the, the customers on the platform, I think one company comes to mind here, uh, which is actually um, um, uh, an Indian headquarters um, uh, exporter with production facilities all over the, the world. Um, most of them is, is in Bangladesh and sales offices also all over the world. So we have multiple different different offices we are working with and they design and manufacture high quality apparel. So uh, Really cool stuff, uh, yeah. and and it's quite sizable businesses, um, and they have fantastic buyers, right? So they serve uh, and, and sell to Nordstrom, for example, the American luxury department store chain, or to to Inditex with Zara, you know, like the very large Spanish multinational clothing company, and and many others. So they had exactly that 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 problem that these large buyers were really asking quite aggressively for payment terms, and made that more or less a condition for doing business with them. And they had simply, they, they were well and are well capitalized, but they really couldn't afford to take on new orders. 
mm-hmm. because uh, they had to wait for too long. So liquidity was not really allowing to to you know to accept even more business. So they wanted to grow, but they didn't have the capital to grow it. Um, and their business was also a little bit volatile, right? I mean, the last two, last two years were yeah. definitely a bit uh, bit uh, demanding, I think, in that respect. So they were looking for like you know very easy, fast solutions for you know having basically available capital on yeah at the fingertips. Mm-hmm. And not being tied up in super long term contracts, so you know that they can actually like you know use it when 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 they need it, right? And not paying for it when they don't need it. So we enable this business to to grow their customers, especially the the, the larger customers who are creating this this issue with additional working capital and with credit protection. Also these days, really um, for that customer, they were also facing some issues that they said, look, you know, I, I lost a lot of money uh, a couple of years back when one of my great uh, buyers didn't make it. Right. And want to want to avoid this, so we want to kind of outsource that risk assessment to you guys. Um, and I think that was, uh, I think, a, a very very nice situation to solve because we were able to onboard them very fast, very flexible offering that they can you know tap in if they have like you know lots of orders and they can also not use us, uh, which helps them also right in terms of uh, yeah. of fees that they can really turn it on and off as they want. And I think that was a, yeah, a perfect customer for us because we had this fantastic, mm-hmm. you know, like manufacturing somewhere in Asia, shipping to the more kind of larger buyers. Uh, ultimately, the American consumer is, is, is very important, I think, yeah. know, for our businesses. So so I think that was a, that is actually a, a very important customer. We do like, uh, depending a bit on how the users, between 60 and 100 million um, uh, of volume per annum, which is wow. quite sizable for them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's saving them a ton of time and money and especially in the risk department. I mean, everybody's looking yeah. to mitigate risk right now. And that is huge for any company um, anywhere really in the world globally. And you can just imagine, mm-hmm. right, getting paid right away or getting paid in 120, maybe 180 days when your money's gone out in product. And um like you said, you've paid all your staff and everybody to make the product, but you don't have the payments coming in. And so the access and the cash flow has just got to have made a huge impact on the business. Plus, you know, they're also being able to customize it, turning it on and off when they need it. And that is huge as well. You're not just having to use the platform every single time you have a customer, right? Exactly, exactly. So you're not tied down, really. I think that's that's this yeah. flexibility, I think people really value a lot. Absolutely. So in a lot of ways, the worlds of supply chain and finance are kind of similar. You could say that they're both traditionally a little stuck in their ways, but you are really working to push those boundaries and challenge the status quo. Talk to us a little bit about why that's so important, especially now at this time of global disruption. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that's a great point, right? So yeah, coming back to, to our mission, right? So it's really all about empowering global commerce. And, mm-hmm. and this is a macro theme, I would say, for our customers and, and, and for us as a company. And we are fixing a very important part of that, of that, uh, of that piece of, of the puzzle, right? So we provide business payments and liquidity ultimately. But I think trade is really so much more complex, right? From sourcing mm-hmm. material, finding good, reliable suppliers and, and customers you can grow with and logistics and regulatory and customs don't get easier, right? Um, so I think... Um, the, the traditional service providers we, we have in our space, very often banks, they, they lack a bit the holistic view on the business transaction per se. They, they focus a lot on their specific solution and their specific field. Let's say payments are only doing 
customs or whatever, right? right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe that if you leverage technology, you can change this. You can really allow customers to get the full picture and with that full picture also get much more control over your own destiny. Mm-hmm. And just imagine, you know, one app or one one interface giving you all that information in one place. I and mean, this is really what we are trying to become, right? The cockpit for international commercial transaction. And I think the beauty is that in, in these days, it doesn't mean that we have to build all these services ourselves. Right. I think we couldn't. I think we could not build a great, fantastic digital freight forwarding platform, quite frankly. Um, but what we can do is connect to these other digital platforms. And there are many of those now um, who are mm-hmm. all, I think, ultimately pursuing a similar strategy that they want to give like holistic views and, and be more than just their core value proposition. So a freight forwarding platform or marketplace can integrate our payment solutions and offer our services to their customers and probably even, you know, make some money on that. And the other way around, right? So we can also offer our payment customers services and logistics or order management from our mm-hmm. partners, which we don't build ourselves. So I think we and our partners are really building the future of global commerce and make it that much more accessible than it has been before. So I think it is a very important mission. So many great opportunities to collaborate. I mean, my mantra is collaboration is the future of business. So <laughs> you're totally talking my language. Um, and we've kind of come to the, down to the last question. And I want to focus on the future because you've grown impressively in the last five years. So what does the future hold for Modify? Yeah, so indeed, it, it seems that we tapped into a great market. So uh, we are growing four to five times uh, year on year, which is you know a fantastic exponential growth, and in, in many regions even even faster. Um, and we want to keep that pace uh, as we continue our journey around the globe, right? So I think we also were broad with our customers around the globe much faster, covering roughly eighty percent of global commerce with our presence in the U.S. and Europe and Asia. Right. So I think this is also something we need to really also work a bit uh, more and, and go deeper in those markets because every one of these regions is, you know, providing you know billion dollar opportunities at least, right? Um, mm-hmm. Is there opportunity in Latin America and Africa? Absolutely. I think that's probably one of the next steps, uh, not next year, but maybe the year thereafter. But I think all in all, we are still very early in, in the game. So when you when you look at it, probably like, you know, kilometer four of, of the 42-kilometer marathon, I would say. At least that's what I, I, I tell my team all the time. And uh, there's such a huge demand for the services we are providing. Mm-hmm. And the markets are so huge that... With these markets, uh, when they are so big, even 1% market share in global commerce would equate, you know, like business of $200 billion worth of, of trades being processed yeah. uh, through Modify. And I think that's a bit like our long-term goal, right? So I think mm-hmm. there's a number of smaller players who are doing one, two, three billion maybe, which is, I think, definitely also great. Um, but I think the breakthrough is really more like when you look at and compare ourselves to the global payment processing companies, for example, or the the very large, um, you know, logistics companies. I think this is more, I think, the peer group we, we would we strive to become. And uh, yeah, I think we are well on the way. But again, like it's very early. There's still lots of kilometers ahead of us, I would say. Amazing goals. I love to hear that, Nelson. And you have such a refreshing approach. It might be a stereotype, but global trade and finance has a bit of a reputation for being elitist and incredibly complex. And I don't know, I don't think there are too many people out there trying to break down those barriers. But what you're doing with Modify is incredible. I mean, firstly, putting your head above the parapet with such an openly anti-status quo 
mindset is brave in this (laughs) industry. But even more than that, empowering small and medium-sized businesses and helping them to access a global market is really so very important. It's going to drive development around the globe and really help create better and more competitive environments for all of us, right? It's really exciting. Previously, so many businesses just didn't have a chance of doing business internationally. And now with a partner like Modify, there really is a world of possibility. So if you want to find out more, you can check them out at Modify, M-O-D-I-F-I.com. And a massive thanks to Nelson for joining me and to the team at Modify for making this episode happen. Thanks so much, Nelson. Thank you, Sarah. It was great having you. Did you know that the average cost of losing an hourly supply chain worker has reached $19,607? And that recent research shows that 77% of hourly supply chain workers are considering a job change in the next three months. This could have a huge impact on your productivity, bottom line, and culture. Workstep is helping supply chain companies to better engage their distributed hourly workforce at scale. Understand the true reasons behind their workforce turnover and take actions to make positive changes and reduce attrition. Workstep has successfully helped many companies reduce their frontline worker turnover by up to 36%. Visit workstep.com to learn more. If you would like to hear more, we have plenty more content for you featuring the best and brightest in the industry. Head over to letstalksupplychain.com. And if you have a supply chain challenge, make sure to put the keyword into our search bar because we have most likely had the solution on our show. You can listen and learn about how they help their clients to see if they would be the right fit for you before before going into their sales process. And remember to come back next week. Well, we'll have two brand new, actually three brand new episodes for you. First will be episode 24 of Blended, and I'll be joined by a new panel of guests to talk all about gaslighting, what it means, the impact it can have on mental health, how to spot it, and what we can do about it. Then it will be the fourth and final episode of our Sifted mini-series, where I'll be joined by Adam Molding to talk about Sifted's contract management suite and exactly how it can help you to establish targets, run re-rating scenarios, strengthen your relationship with your carriers, and optimize how and who you are shipping with. Plus, we start off the week with an episode focused on robotics. That's right. Kate from Locus Robotics joins me on the show to talk about everything that they've been doing. And they have been doing business with some really big names in the industry. So you aren't going to want to miss that one as well. If you would like to support us, there's a few ways to support the show. You can follow us, follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're also over on TikTok. Plus, you can subscribe to the Let's Talk Supply Chain YouTube so you don't miss out on any of our live shows, podcasts, etc. And subscribe to our newsletter over at letstalksupplychain.com. You can also find some really cool merch and purchase our exclusive supply chain dictionary in our shop at letstalksupplychain.com. And if you DM us talk one to our Let's Talk Supply Chain Instagram, you can actually get that 107 page supply chain dictionary for free. Ships is an intelligent marketplace connecting shippers with the world's best service providers, freight forwarders, 3PLs, and NVOCCs. Communicate and share information throughout the quoting process while easily and securely comparing features, value, and prices. 
Save time, effort, and money as you book, track, and manage your freight and cargo shipments. Start your journey on ships. That's S-H-I-P-Z or Z.com today. And remember, if you'd like to be featured on an upcoming episode, go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.